Scott Lanahan. I'm Joe Ubel. Welcome to the garage. All right. So, Joe, we just coming off our most popular episode with Tom Edelstein. Well, it's good reason for it, right? Yeah. It was funny. Uh, You know, when we sit there and we take a look, uh, just different areas. You know, Tom knows people everywhere. Does. But we did have a bunch of states in there. But there's just uh, there's a bunch of different states like uh, District of Columbia, Washington. Illinois. What were some of the other ones? Colorado, Washington. <laughs> it just—it's just funny to see the distribution of how far it can go with this podcast. And with we thank you guys for listening. It's—it's uh, it's fun to see see that it, it can get so far. Yeah. Well, and then I think a former client of mine, Jonathan, was the listen from Taiwan. So. Sure. Yeah, but you know we already had Germany, right? So <laughs> why not add another country? <laughs> So I think it's been fun hearing some of the feedback from clients, other agents. Uh, but uh, today we got story time. Yeah. So this was uh, another one of our more popular episodes last time. Yeah. So hopefully we can play off that. I have three stories. You have three stories. Yeah. Um, you want you want to go first or you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? All right. Well, this is kind of a playoff of uh, the same couple... That was in my previous story time. You should just continue to have them as buyers. Michael and Megan. They yeah, they, they were awesome clients. But <laughs> if there was some weird stuff that was going to go on, it was going to go on with those two. So uh, they were part of the zombie cat one last time. So okay. this one, it was funny because whenever they went out and they weren't together on the showings, um, it was funny because uh, something bizarre would happen. And they'd look at me and go, oh, Mike's going to be so mad he missed this. Or <laughs> Megan's going to be so mad she missed this. So this one, we walk into this house. Everything's normal, right? But we go downstairs in the basement, and it's unfinished. Except for uh, this wall that's like planked uh, pine boards, right? And it's got that little tiny latch handle on it that just kind of locks. And So I'm thinking we're going to walk into like a little storage room, like maybe 8 by 8 Maybe like a, a shop or something like that. Yeah, a little workshop. But I open up the door, and the lights aren't on. And it's, it's dark in there. It's kind of a dark corner of the house. So I go in, and I, I'm sure I had like one of those flip razor phones at the time to kind of <laughs> give a little light. And uh, so I, I walk in. The, the walls, the, there's not a switch right on the wall. So I kind of walk into the space a little bit, find the switch, flip it on. Now my back is to uh, Mike. And as soon as I flip on the light, I hear Mike behind me go, oh, Megan's going to be so pissed she missed it. (laughs) (laughs) So I turn back around, like, you know, what the hell's going on behind me? And as I turn around, there in the middle of this room is a full, this looks like professional industrial strength stripper pole, right? (laughs) That full brass. Not that I've ever seen one, Joe. Let's let's call it what it is. It's an exotic (laughs) dancer. So... (laughs) And then on three walls are floor-to-ceiling mirrors, right? Sure. And then there is a lone chair, um, which at this point, all that stuff adds up, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But uh, then over in uh, one corner is a little cheesy folding table (laughs) with an industrial strength, like, tub with the pump top of lube. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the other corner 
is a, uh, you know those boxing things? It's like the upper torso of a man, and it's yeah. like made out of latex or something, and you yeah. punch the hell out of it? Yeah. Yeah, that's in the other corner. Okay. Which, I don't know why that was the part that struck me as, well, that's odd, right? <laughs> the room doubles as everything. It, yeah. you, you can get some exercise, you can do some other types of exercise. Entertainment, you know, yeah. some people have theater rooms, you know. But it was funny because Mike looks at me and he goes, what the hell goes on in here? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that was one that, uh, again, it was par for the course for Mike and Megan. Like, you just knew every time you were going to go out with those guys, we were going to... And it was a weird time in the market, too. Yeah, where, right? where you... I guess at that time, I'm sure it was... It was the, the people didn't take the extra effort to put that into the house, the house ready. Yeah. And there was a little more foreclosures. So it was acceptance on that those kind of situations were a little bit different. It was weird. Yeah. And I might have been lent to the price range, too. A lot of short sales, I think, was at that yeah. time. And then... An entry level price range. Well, and speaking of short short sales, that time you know we run into people that you know have issues financially, and they and they would just have have to sell their house in in, in a certain environment, and it's not the greatest environment because they can't prep their house to what it really needs to sell for. So that I'll just leave my that one <laughs> sit there. What was what was one of the other ones you hit? All right, so I'll I'll tail on that a little bit um, based on you talked about a little bit of uh, of a short sale foreclosure type stuff. So I had a property um, that it was a foreclosure. We're looking through investment type properties at the time. So it was definitely, um, it was empty. We knew what we were going into. The price point was low. And so we were expecting it to be in rough shape of some kind. Um, so get to the house. And it, to keep in mind, it's it's zero degrees out. It's cold. It, we have hats, gloves. Because um, at that time, when you walked through those properties, you didn't expect the heat to be on. You, they kind of turned it off. They winterized the property, and you, you just had to shiver your way through the house. Yeah. So we get to insi- inside, and we notice initially that there is like a damp, you know, kind of texture to the to the house. The walls are a little bit shimmery and shiny, and we're like, hey, well, let's you run into a lot of shiny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were just at a house that, that had a super yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 take our way upstairs because it, it was a split level. So we walked. Four steps up, like hit a landing up there, and then we start realizing, you know, uh, the floor looks kind of weird. So we go on onto it, and it's crunch, 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 and you're like, okay, what, why is it crunchy? It, you know, it feels like you're walking on a on a, a bunch of Cheerios with the shoes on, you know. And come to find out that someone had turned water on in the in the bathtub and decided they weren't happy with the house anymore and and left. Just willful damage. Just willful damage and flooded the whole upstairs and then everything, the heat was turned off and um, the whole house froze. So was there active water like... Not anymore. No, it was, it, it was clearly frozen in time at wow. that moment because of, the, of how cold it was. Yeah. Um, so we go downstairs, ceilings are, are collapsed, you know, there's just, it's, 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 a, it's a mess. Yeah, you know, and so the water had stopped. Water had stopped. It was turned off. Like they turned mm-hmm. the water off the meter the time. Yeah, you know, and they just yeah, all right, this is this is the house now. Yeah, you know, so it was it was a rough shape. But you know, but the sad thing is that house is in the condition it was in. If you could buy it and tear thing up before it starts to really, 
uh, warm up, like into March or April, yeah, you might be able to get away with it. But if you if that stays on the market any longer than you know two months, three months, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, come come along to the the mold factory is going to come. So my my second story was, uh, and it's kind of playing off uh, last the, our last episode. There was a first sale story, and so my first sale was um, in 1996. Might have been ninety seven. That's way because I started. Ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was in the nineteen hundreds. So uh, I go out on this sign call. I think it was somebody Tom knew. Like it, it was a uh, guy was in the middle of a divorce, uh, or at the tail end, of just divorced, and he was looking at this house, and it was listed at $47,000. Well, the median price back then for the Como neighborhood, which is where this was, was about 100000 115 right? Mm-hmm. So 47000 you know, it's going to be a pretty modest house. Mm-hmm. So I go pulling up. He's there. And he, uh, we go <laughs> walking. The, there's a huge front yard. And the reason there's a huge front yard is that um, the finished house that I'm looking at was a garage. Uh, so an average garage, about 400 square feet. Mm-hmm. This garage had been finished. It had furnace in it, so kitchen, one bedroom. So did they, did they tear down a house and then just have a garage there? They had to have torn down the house and someone finished off. They were living in that garage. And uh, the part that... So there was there had to be a sewer line running all the way through that front yard. But either way, I opened the door. I realized this is, I mean, this is a garage. How well could this be finished, right? right. So I opened the door. Uh, no basement, clearly. Yeah, slab. Right? And uh, as I opened the door, there's, in this 400 square foot space, there's about four dogs, right? <laughs> Come to greet me at the front door. And uh, as I step into the house, there are a, uh, a couple piles of uh, dog shit. <laughs> so I sit there and I'm like, oh, uh, watch your step, right? <laughs> so this is going swimmingly well on, you know, the, the sale, potential sale. So we step over the shit. Uh, the dogs are taking us all the way through all 400 square feet of the house. So, I mean, there's, right? So we're sitting there and I'm thinking, well, this is this is not going to go yeah. anywhere. Well, I might as well just pack this one up. Can I yeah. go home now? Well, it's good experience, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, when you first start in the business, everything's good experience, right? right? But we're sitting there, we walk out after we step over the dog crap one more time. And uh, he goes, this is perfect. He goes, so what do we do next? And I'm like, <laughs> you, 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 you wanna... saw that it was a garage, right? <laughs> so his whole plan was he was going to live in it, build his new house. On the front of the house. And the then the city code says you have to either raise the garage or convert it back to a garage. I can't so. believe that the city allowed them to potentially put plumbing in the garage, though, or connect the plumbing to the garage. You know, if, if... Uh, Or run a, a sewer line. That's, that's, that's mostly what I'm saying. The plumbing... Like, it must have been a situation where it was grandfather in the time when they didn't really ha- have any say in what's going to happen. They tore down the old house, and they just continued the, the sewer line to the garage. Right. Which is bizarre. I, 
I don't know. It was my first sale, and I was tickled pink. Oh, I'm right? sure that was great. Yeah, the inspection <laughs> went swimmingly, and <laughs> well, it's just garage. It yeah, much, I don't even much. think he did an inspection. It was basically he wasn't even interested in that space as much as a a, a place to hang his hat while, while he, he built, built the, house. the new yeah. house right out in front. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, let me let me tell him that a little bit. So I got a a rental story that kind of in the same lines, but it was a little bizarre. So uh, I won't tell the full story on you know who in the situation it was, but I will tell you that we had issues getting the tenant out. Yeah. And the tenant was not willfully leaving, not paying rent, all those fun stuff. Um, so finally, we we get the the Ramsey County Sheriff to you know remove him from the property. So the house is is empty, new locks. It now it's it's our property again. So we get a chance to go in and see what, what's left. Uh, it was kind of it was just, it was messy, gross. All was this things. a side by side duplex? Is this a, yeah side by side duplex in Highland? Um, and the most the strangest part of it was we went downstairs, and to the tune of what you're talking about, all the dog poop, is there was he had three or four dogs that were downstairs locked on there for a while, and there was poop everywhere, just tons of it, and it just pile and pile and pile. And I'm thinking. Who am I gonna call? It's gonna pick this up. Poop guy. <laughs> they, they didn't have poop guys yeah, at the time. Got a poop guy. <laughs> they do now. Yeah, that, that's a. a Can you imagine calling one of your handymen? They'd be like, "There's no way." Well, that was that was Joe. Remember Joe the handyman? Really? <laughs> Could call him. Did that? I don't. I don't think he did it, but I think that's what who I, I probably called first. Yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't the straightest part. So that was that was bizarre. The other bizarre part was. So it was your, your typical cinder block uh, basement walls, right? Yeah. And every cinder block wall or a cinder block uh, cutout was painted a different color. Pink, white, blue, <laughs> yellow. And I'm like, who does this? Was who? it sloppy or did they really take their time? It was super detailed. Was it? It was like super. Like good lines. They good, taped it. They, I, yeah. It was like they had you know like a really fancy paintbrush. It wasn't just like a paintbrush that you bought from Menards and you you're painting walls. You, yeah. I think about like a, you know a fancy paintbrush they were using it on on like a, a painting. Was there a pattern? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it was just really bizarre. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, this isn't gonna rent very well, so we need to clear this out. Yeah. <laughs> and clean up the poop. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, so my third. Are you done with that one? Yeah, that was that. That's that. That was good. I'm gonna get that one. <laughs> So my third is just kind of a glimpse into uh, showing a house. So this particular one, uh, it was a Tudor. So uh, uh, one of those nice stucco... 1930s. Yeah, Tudor-style house. Uh, you walk in and there's a little entryway, two doors. So you've got your main door and then an inside door. And they're, it's beautiful. So I go walking in. And there's right in front of me is a, a leather chair with a leather ottoman. And usually when you walk in with the key, I always set the key in the carriage in a particular spot, like right away, mm -hmm. so that I'm not searching for the key later. Mm -hmm. And I don't leave it in the door, right? right? So I go walking in and this little terrier comes running from the other side of the house, jumps up on the ottoman to kind of greet me. And knocks over the carriage and the key. <laughs> so, I... <coughs> sorry. Um, so, I, I put the carriage back up, and I can't find the key. Like it's, But I figure, I know it's here. 
I'll show the house. So I, we go through, we take a look at the house. I come back and I know it's right there. I mean, the dog kind of knocked it over and I can't find it. So I'm lifting up the Ottoman. I'm, you know, I start a radius search, one foot, two feet, three feet. And I, I can't find this key. Right. And I start to like, it's strange because either the only real alternative uh, there's no heat vent there or anything because it was radiant heat. Is uh, I start worrying, what if what if the dog ate the, ate the key? Oh my God. Right? Oh. So I call the agent right away. And I say, hey, this is just really weird. Like, it's right here. I know the key's here. But I said, I can't find it. And I said, the dog knocked over the carriage, explained the whole thing. What if the dog ate it? And she's like, oh my God. So we're sitting there and I said, well, here's, we need to tell me about your seller. She goes, she's, she's pregnant. Her husband's traveling. So she's home alone. And I'm like, oh my God, this couldn't be any worse. Right. (laughs) Someone was showing my house and a keys lost. Like she's going to feel really secure. Yeah. So I said, well, let me change. I'll call up. It was Babcock at the time. Locksmith. Yeah. Phil comes out, switches out the, the tumbler for me. I get her another set of keys and uh, I tell the agent, I go, what if, what if the dog ate the key? Like, what do we do? Like, I, I don't want, could you imagine something happens to that dog? And she's like, well, let's just, the key's going to turn up. The dog didn't eat the key. It's not like a puppy, right? <laughs> the dog didn't eat the key. In the meantime, all day, I'm like, if I kill someone's, if like my, it wasn't like I was negligent, but could you imagine? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there that night. It stressed me out the whole day, and I'm sure it stressed out the seller. I get home, and I go to hang up my suit. And as I go to hang up my suit, it falls out of the cuff of my pants. The key. Back when I had cuff pants. Oh, I just sat there, all that stress, that whole day. <laughs> and then I called the agent the next day to let her know I had found the key. And But, um, it, again, it's just that weird crap that well, it's, it's amazing you know it cost that. me like 275 bucks to switch out the locks mm, that's costly you know what you know, what's what's the biggest anxiety of as an agent is when you go to up to the house and a uh the key a doesn't work yeah or the key isn't in the carriage or isn't in the lockbox yeah or you have to find the find the lockbox or you had to find the lockbox or you in your case you lost the key for a moment and you had to dig around you know a couch or something that that Maybe you dropped it in because he was right next to the entryway. So I've had two of these recently. One where the lockbox was on a railing next to a really steep hill that was covered in leaves. Okay. So when I'm pulling out that carriage, in my head, like, all I can it. pick, don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Which is the kiss of death, right? Yep. You're like, well, now I'm surely going to drop it because I'm so focused on not dropping it. Yep. Because if that key goes in those leaves on that hill. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> right? You're going to be on your hands and knees like, all right, where'd it go? Where'd it go? I'm not going to find it. Yeah. <laughs> or if I do, it'll be lucky. The other one I ran into uh, was where the, the front stair starts to separate from the oh, house. Oh, yep. And there's that gap. Mm-hmm. And as you're pulling that key out. You're like, Yeah, you're like, don't, don't drop the key because I can't fish that out. I yep. mean, if it drops in that, that black I, hole. Yeah, I've had that happen once where it dropped down that area. You're like, all right, well. 
how am I getting this out? You're not getting it out. And I think I was it was just close enough on in the, on the corner where I could I could reach my fingers in there and pull it out. Yeah. But if I drop it down the middle, yeah, you're not getting, you're that, not out. getting that out. But um, that's my biggest fear. But also the ones that have like like a a deck built over the old staircase. Yeah. You know that happens all the time. Just kind of the way of avoiding having to put another uh, new staircase in, and you know it's just enough space to get a key in. Yeah. You know, and my biggest fear is. You open the carriage, you drop it down one of the deck uh, boards, and there it's goes gone. the key. It's yeah. gone. Not getting that back. Did you have a third story? I did have a third story. What do you got? So this one, um, this is kind of relates to how I now deal with vacant properties if I know certain things. So um, we walked through an old house. It was, you know, 1890s, 1900s. <coughs> Excuse me. We'll edit that out, Joe. Yeah, that out. Sure. <laughs> <coughs> oh, tickle my throat. Um, so the house is empty, and it's clearly in rough shape, a little dilapidated, needed a little love. So we're going in for a once-over just uh, with a, with a, a colleague to kind of give a kind of an assessment of cost, value, where it should list at, what are those things, and um, we split up. I go Do up. you want me to pause? No. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. I thought you were going to choke to death. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, now, now you make me feel bad now. No, 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 no. So you're, you're in there with so, uh, our favorite colleague. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're walking on the house. She goes up. I go down. and Or vice versa. Whatever it is. She en- ends up um, um, going to the restroom. And I'm in the basement. I'm checking out the out the furnace, the boiler, or whatever is down there. It had a a small foundation, uh, blocked walls, and then it had a, a crawl space that you the could, creepy crawl space where you can always picture, and you can like, see see the whole crawl space through yeah. the whole the whole ba- whole basement. Yeah. So you can see everything down there. Like in every paranormal movie, yeah. There's that crawl space. Cre- yeah. Creepy crawl space. Yeah. And so I'm seeing looking at the crawl space. It's all dirt. Yeah. You know and. She's upstairs. She uses the restroom, um, which uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> and she flushes. She's done. Whatever. And all of a sudden, I see the, the the water coming from the toilet onto the dirt floor in the crawl space. Yeah. I'm like, well, the plumbing kind of works, but it really doesn't. So maybe we need to put that somewhere that uh, don't flush the toilet anymore. Yeah. So this was a place you guys were going to list? Yeah, we listed the house. And I yeah. ended up selling that house. Did you fix the toilet? Uh, I think we didn't... didn't We t- shut the water off to the toilet, so there's no use of the toilet anymore. And then told them, yeah. Don't use the toilet. Don't use the toilet. <laughs> By the way, you might need to fix the toilet. By the way, you might need to fix the plumbing to the house. Yeah. The house was in rough enough shape that where you didn't expect the house to be... You needed to repair a lot, put it that way. Well, and then at some point, someone needs to crawl into that crawl space... Mm-hmm. Uh, probably lay on their back. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh, <laughs> gross! Fix whatever plumbing's going. That's why plumbers get paid what they get paid. Uh, we'll have to ask Joe Neater for that. Which is a great, yeah. Which is a great transition. Uh, I'd love to have uh, plumbing restoration out. Maybe as our next guest to discuss, it'd be a buyer series one. Uh, with uh, we could uh, cover plumbing. Think Joe would do that? I think Joe'd love to do it. I think Joe's <laughs> called me with. A bunch of different ideas for the podcast and stuff like that. So we've had great, I've had great interaction with agents, uh, some of our vendors that listen to it. And yeah. So uh, Joe Niedorf, uh, a shout out. To We're calling Joe. you out. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I want I want to tell on on, on, listens, on that last so. last story real quick. So now every property that I go into that's empty, there is always a, always a person that wants to to use the restroom. Yeah, it's always guaranteed. Yeah, and you know one of the one of the clients is like, hey, can I use the restroom? Yeah, and my cue is, yes, but be sure to flush the toilet before you go to the bathroom. Yeah, if, if the plumbing works, go for it. If it doesn't, you're gonna have to hold it. <laughs> there's, every agent has one of these. Yep, and there's uh, one of my favorites. I know we already did three and three stories. That's right? fine. But this one, it was a an agent that I just I, I adore. Right. And, uh, he, he sat there and he was, uh, he had this cabin listed and he was doing open houses on a regular basis up there. So he'd drive up and it got to this time of year. And of course he'd do the long drive up, use the bathroom, put out his signs, get his stuff all ready and host the open house. And so this particular time he goes up and for whatever reason, uh, you know, long ride, he uses the bathroom, uh, number two, right? Jeez. <laughs> And the seller had come up and winterized the property over the week. Oh. Right? So, yeah. So he has to go out to his car. First of all, you're hosting an open house, right? He has to go out to his car. I'm horrified even telling this. Yes, I'm horrified. He had to grab a plastic bag and kind of, like, grab his own stuff. And then, <laughs> but here's the part. He comes back, this is why I love him so much, is that he comes back and he tells the story. And I'm like, listen, Brian, right? You're going to call him out? <laughs> no, not his whole day. <laughs> listen, Brian, that is the best story like I've heard all week. I said, but I would take, if it were me, I would take that story to my grave. Absolutely. Like, there is no way anyone on this planet would ever know that that happened to me. How embarrassing is that? And then to to want to, to his to sense of it. humor though. Like, oh yes, right. Like I couldn't. I I would. I, I don't. I don't want to embarrass myself that much to know to, to explain that situation. I'm not saying that that I have haven't had situations like like that happen. But I'm not. Well, gonna, it's here, Joe. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I told you, I'm not, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna put it out there. Oh. <laughs> but that that was a excellent story as well. Yeah, uh, so there, that was bonus material. Bonus material. All right, we're at 26 minutes, uh, which is kind of... Perfect time. Yeah. So uh, with that, I think we'll sign off. Yeah, I think we'll wrap it up. I think next time we're going to jump into a buyer series again. Maybe we'll, if we're lucky, we'll get uh, um, Jonita up in here, and we'll talk about some plumbing. If not next week, maybe soon. Yeah. So, all right, with that, uh, sign off. Uh, Thanks for stopping by the garage. Yeah. I'm Scott Lanahan. I'm Joe Ubel. Thanks a lot. Thank you.